This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Lendy. Looking for a better home loan? Compare in seconds and apply online at lendy.com.au. Tonight on the Rush Hour, Jamie Soud joins me, Maroon, and Stewie Clark will talk about Rod Marsh standing down. Mitch Nichols from The Wanderers tells us what's been going wrong in this current season. And Kasawi's here. We'll ask him what he's been up to in retirement as well. To the rush hour. And how you doing, Maroon here? Looking for a better home loan? Go to lendy.com.au and get your home loan online. They present the rush hour. Sowie, welcome back to Sydney for you. Welcome back to Australia. Welcome back to Triple M. I've been around the world. Come back. I was going to say, mate, you've been, you know, you've been back for 10 minutes and you're already back on the rush hour. You can find, you can find a gig, can't, can't you, old mate? Well, we have got the boss's son actually yes, controlling do, things do, tonight. Yes. The only thing is he's wearing a Chicago Bulls hat, which I won't stand oh. for. <laughs> but if the boss is listening, I'm re- recently retired, as everyone would know, and looking for work, so. He's got the invoice Maybe this might be an audition. Uh, the boss is listening. He's oh, he always listening. listening. He's just texted you, has mm-hmm. he? Yeah, he's, he's always listening, this guy. <laughs> I know it for a fact. So we're going to ask you about what you've been doing. Your career began back in 2005. You've had a wonderful career. Met far more highs than lows. A couple of stints in England. We'll talk more about that. And I know you're a little bit of a uh, A-League fan. Uh, the Wanderers. Western Sydney Wanderers. Mm. I'm an, an ambassador for. Right. So we're going to speak to one of the Wanderers players very shortly. One of the guns. Yeah. Well, what's, what do you think is going wrong this season with oh, the Wanderers? They've, they, look, they've qualified for the Champions League just real quickly, but, yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit more on the show. All right, big news in cricket today. Rod Marsh has stood down as chairman of Selectors. Stewie Clark will talk to us about that very shortly on the Rush Hour. Sowie and Maroon on Triple M. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Lendy. Looking for a better home loan? Compare in seconds and apply online at lendy.com.au. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. Maroon and Jamie Sowie. Big news in cricket today. Rod Marsh has stood down as chairman of Selectors. Uh, he was due to finish in six months anyway, but six months early he's pulled the pin. We thought we would get a uh, a cricket expert on Sowie, as you and I are not cricket experts. Well, you know nothing about cricket. Well, I know a little bit. Okay, well, do you know as much as Stewie Clark? Oh, no. Absolute legend of the game, Stewie Clark. Okay, he come, he's, he's going to come on with us now and talk about it. Stu Clark, you are a legend of the game. Welcome to the Rush Hour, old mate. Hey, Maroon. How are you, boys? Fantastic. Last time I saw you, you were uh, leaning over the bar at the Canterbury Hurlston Park RSL at that uh, <laughs> defibrillator fundraiser. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, for the heartbeat of football with Andy Pascalides. So it was a it was a good cause. And given that I'm an old man trying to play soccer still, it might be a worthy cause as well. I might add. Yeah, absolutely. It's good night. Look, uh, Rod Marsh stood down as chairman of Selectors. He was, I say, he was due to finish in six months anyway. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, mate, look, Australian cricket needs to be seen to be doing something. After the debacle we've had uh, in Perth, and then we went to Hobart with all this hope, and it got it went worse if that was possible, but it did. Um, I think the powers that be have said to Rod, look, it might be a good idea if you just sort of stand down rather than us having to punt you. Uh, look, Rod Marsh is a legend of Australian cricket. There's no question about that, but there comes a time when it needs to happen, and, you know, Rod's obviously seen the writing on the wall and said, look, I'm, you know, rather than get shoved, I'm just going to jump. Yeah, g'day Stewie, hope all is well mate. Do you expect the rest of the selectors will follow him out the door or does this put more pressure on the selectors to get a result sort of in the next couple of tests or what? will it leave it up to them? Yeah, it's actually because once, uh, once one of them goes, uh, what what happens to the others? I, I, don't, I don't suspect that they will all just resign like a domino's just fall over. I think uh, there'll be an interim period there. They'll want some sort of stability too. You, you can't just wipe out a selection panel and then start afresh because, you know, the selectors have different ideas. So oh, I don't think so. I think 
Pat Howard alluded to it, I think, in the press conference that he held, the, the ridiculous press conference he held in the middle of the test, that you know they mightn't get renewed when theirs comes up again. So, you know, I think they'll find, and they'll take their time, but try and find a, an adequate replacement and then sort of move slowly and then change the panel over time. Mate, I was going to ask you about Pat Howard and James Sutherland. Where do they all lie in this? Do you think they have a lot to answer for? Well, mate, if, if I'm uh, if I'm correct in saying, well, I'd be surprised if either of them take the fall. Uh, that's not the way it works in the corporate hierarchy of cricket Australia and sport in general. That you always get rid of the blokes below you because if you're doing that, you seem to have been doing something. So, I uh, I'd suspect Pat Howard will come out of this looking pretty clean-handed because he'll make some decisions below him. James is an interesting one. Right? He, look, he's seen through uh, a, a real growth in Australian cricket and a real growth in revenue. But there also comes a point in time with these sort of jobs or those sort of jobs that. He can't just be there forever. I think he's coming up to his 14th year, and look, he's been very, very successful. But look, the question's got to be asked: Is it now time for a change? Uh, you know, James Sutherland, you've done a wonderful job, but do we need a fresh direction in Australian cricket? Yeah. Speaking of changes, obviously, there's a lot of talk about the Test team for Adelaide. Who's under the most pressure to retain their spot, and who can you see maybe jumping in for that uh, Test in Adelaide? Oh, they'll make changes. I think they've got it. I think Adam Voges is probably the guy, given his age and given the way he got out a couple of times. He's probably most. Joe Manny, whether he gets another go or not, well, I think you've got to find someone that can actually replace him. Jackson Bird's been waiting in the wings. Uh, so there's two, I think, off the top of my head. Callum Ferguson, pretty hard to pick, guy, pick a guy for one test and then in the punt. Uh, you know, and the wicket did seem around a little bit. So for me, those two are probably at the top of the list. Usman Khwaja got some runs. Warner's not going to go. Smith's not going to go. Uh, Peter Neville, probably his batting hasn't been up to it. So he's probably third in line. Hey, uh, Stewie, when uh, was it with that function at you the other day? It was revealed that you you work for the New South Wales Rugby League. Is that right? That is correct, yes. I'm uh, one, of the, one of the much sought-after employees at the New South Wales Rugby League. Do you League, need an assistant, Stewie? <laughs> just recently retired, mate. I'm uh, looking for work. <laughs> oh, did I say I was looking for work whilst working for Triple M? Oh, sorry. Uh, can you make coffee and type? I can, mate. Yeah, all right. Let's 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 talk. Get your people to talk to my people. <laughs> Good on you, mate. No doubt we'll hear you on the rush hour again very soon. Thank you, Stuart Clark. Cheers, boys. Thanks, mate. There he is, Stuart Clark, joining us on the rush hour. Sour, you can all you know, mate. I can give you some trivia nights to do if you want to do that. What are they paying? We, oh well, you know, Canada meal and I've, just the yeah. Just you get a schnitzel. You. you get a schnitzel. You get a schnitzel. Do I look like I need a schnitzel? Ah, uh, well, I, I was going to say maybe you can have some steamed fish or something <laughs> like that. You can do it with a shave as well. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. We're back with more right after this. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Lendy. Looking for a better home loan? Compare in seconds and apply online at lendy.com.au. And welcome to it, Maroon and Sowie. Tonight we'll speak to Western Sydney Wanderers player Mitch Nichols shortly. And we'll ask Sowie what's retirement like uh, in 2016 and beyond. And what will he be doing? But right now, it's time for this. Right now, this is the Triple M Rush Hour. Live sports update. WeDrive will drive you and your car home for as little as $30. Download the WeDrive app today. Well, footage has emerged of South African captain Faf Du Plessis appearing to use a mint or lolly to shine the ball during Australia's second test vlogging in Hobart. The footage shows... Duplessis repeatedly licking his finger. Maybe he just had some KFC. <laughs> Maybe he just had some big bucket of KFC before rubbing the kookaburra. A white product can briefly be seen in his mouth. Uh, he's been in hot water before for the work he's done on the ball, as recently as the first test in Perth, where he was warned by the umpires for deliberately throwing the ball into the ground. 
Now, this one, Sowie, a chronic knee injury has ended the career of Cowboys workhorse Ben Hannant effective immediately. Hannant only just signed a one-year extension with the Cowboys two weeks ago, but a debilitating knee injury has reduced the joint to bone grinding on bone and forced him to call time on his 12-year, 245-game NRL career. Now, you would have played with the polar bear with Benny Hannon. Yep, at the Roosters. Yeah, he's had a similar career to you. He's had a couple of clubs, but he's he's had a real solid career. Yeah, he has. Two-time premiership winner with Brisbane and also North Queensland, but fantastic player, always a team guy first, and unfortunately had to retire. Yep, got four or five kids to look after, so he can just jump straight into that. The Socceroos have completed their third successive draw in a World Cup qualifier against Thailand last night. The 2-2 scoreline has Mark Bosnich blowing up Deluxe after the game. Sally, have, have a listen to what he said. I think that was the, the worst performance that I've witnessed under Ange Postacoglu. Um, other than the first 10 minutes and for a period in the second half uh, when we got the, a very fortuitous penalty, in my opinion, that wasn't a penalty. Other than that, I think we were pathetic. Um, we looked lethargic. I don't know if that's anything to do with the fact that the amount of players that haven't been playing or the ones that have been injured or so forth, or was it because we went there for 10 days and, and we've trained them too hard? But in terms of the table, we've now had three draws. So let's think after that second game, we won our first two games. Looked as though it was going to be quite easy. And we said, just be very, very careful. Now we've got Saudi Arabia and Japan. That's the third draw on the trot. Now we've got Iraq away as well. This result is going to make it very, very difficult to make sure that we get automatic qualification. Mm. Say, say what, you know, can he just say what he really means? Oh, I love Mark Bosnich. Oh, me too. I'm if there's a man crush, mm. I, that's my Seriously. man crush. Seriously. Oh, the bozzer. Gee, save the golf when we talk about you. A man crush on <laughs> bozzer. That is a Rush Hour sports update for We Drive. Sowie and Maroon in the chair for the Rush Hour tonight. Back with more right after this song. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Lendy. Looking for a better home loan? Compare in seconds and apply online at lendy.com.au. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M and it's all thanks to our mates at lendy.com.au. Looking for a better home loan? Go to lendy.com.au and get your home loan online. Maroon and Sowie taking care of the Rush Hour tonight. And uh, Jamie Soud recently retired from rugby league at the highest level. Mate, just over 215 NRL games and a couple of stints in London. Yeah, it's... uh. Just that time of my life to move on and obviously explore what's what's next after footy. So let's go back to the start. You mm-hmm. played your first first grade footy at the Roosters in 2005. Ricky Stewart was in charge yep. of the Roosters. Where did you grow up playing footy and how did you end up there? Well, I grew up in Canberra and played there till I was 10. And then obviously um, we moved to Wagga and played till I was about 17. Uh, back to Canberra and then nothing sort of happened. They had Todd Carney and Michael Dobson at the time and... Um, my manager got me to Sydney and played with the Roosters and we won the under-20s. We went through undefeated. So sort of had some good success and obviously some hype around, you know, the next sort of first grader because they'd made three grand finals in a row. But um, sort of didn't click at the Roosters and then uh, moved to the Dragons and that's where I played the, the major part of my mm-hmm. career. And got a premiership at the Dragons. Yeah, in 2010, which mm-hmm. is obviously the highlight. And then uh, probably 2014 with the Panthers was probably my best season overall, I thought, as a an older guy and, and obviously playing um, yeah, myself. So, um, look, it was just time to finish. I left the Penrith Panthers on mutual decision, uh, on, good, on good terms, and I'd like to think that uh, both myself and the club will move forward in a professional manner, uh, obviously working for the club in, in years to come. But 2017 will be a gap year for me. So um, I'm out there just, yeah, experiencing what's what's life after footy. So you've, I've always found you to be pretty candid, pretty honest with mm-hmm. the blokes that have coached you and who you've liked and who you haven't liked. When you look back on that 215-plus games, 
of NRL. You had some coaches that like really polarizing personalities. Who was your favorite of all of those? Who who gave you the best? Oh, I think. Look, I learned a lot of my stuff early on from Shane Flanagan. Really, uh, in the under twenties, yep. and obviously he coached me in reserve grade uh, for a year there. So. Uh, he sort of instilled some beliefs in me on how to, you know, I was captain of the 20 side and how I wanted to play and stuff. And then I was sort of in no man's land there for a while. And then when Wayne came to the Dragons, I found, really found my niche and how I wanted to play my football. Uh, when, once Wayne left, I probably struggled, but I was probably due to the team struggling as well. Uh, we'd all liked it a certain way at the Dragons and we'd experienced winning under a certain way. And then, um, you know, we had Steve Price at the time come in and, sort of change a few things and it's hard to accept sometimes when you've won a certain way and another coach comes in to try and adapt to that so that's probably why myself and Pricey fell out and uh, yeah I, I, the rest is history. Mm. So you had two stints in London mm-hmm. and but I, I want to ask you specifically about the most recent one because it, it, it kind of didn't have that fairy tale ending did it your career? No it didn't I went over there to gain promotion for the London Broncos and I had a great bunch of guys around me and um, you know guys that I'll have formed long uh, lifelong friendships with but I probably just didn't enjoy it enough uh, to stay or to go back over uh, there was chances for me to go back over there was clubs that would wanted me to go back over but it just wasn't there the passion wasn't there I felt that there was certain things over there that had limited my football uh, I guess brain and made me sort of boring and um, I guess yeah, you know, I knew what was coming at training, and I'd only been there for six weeks. Mm. So, um, yeah, it was tough, but uh, that probably turned me off going back over a little bit. Yeah. And what about now, mate? I, like, I, you'll obviously, I, I assume, have a career in the media, either some doing some stuff here or perhaps at Fox. But is there something in you that that wants to coach? Because there was a lot of talk about that when you left Penrith that maybe you'd go back there one day in some sort of coaching capacity. Yeah, like I said, 2017 is a gap year. I've spoken to uh, Gus already about that, and I want to be a coach that's experienced life a little bit more. So I think. You know, a career in the media immediately will will something that I will pursue and something that I'm interested in. So that hopefully will you know eventuate and do that. For if I did that for ten, fifteen years and then went into coaching, mm. I'd be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to rush into coaching and be out the door or at the bottom of the the uh, I guess the pecking order straight away. So uh, I'm enjoying this. I'm, it's great to catch up with you and mm. talk, just talk sport and enjoy that side of things and not have to get up and run hills and that sort of stuff in mm-hmm. the morning and watch my Boston Celtics play and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so yeah. the media is what I want to be in. Okay. What about it, it, rugby league on a, on a local level? Uh, we've just seen the Sharkies win the premiership and, and you you worked up under Flano and won a premiership many, many years ago in the 20s. Uh, how did you see Flano as a coach? You said he was a massive influence on you at some point. Yeah, look, Flano's straight down the line. He's going to, this year will probably test him more than others because the Sharks have been leading up to that premiership for a long time, much like Souths were, much like the Dragons were. So in the last sort of six, seven years, we've seen three clubs that have had drought, long droughts end their droughts. So what's next for the NRL? What's next for the Sharks? Shane Flanagan's, you know, down to the T now. He's really experienced. He's gone through all the stuff with Asada, all that kind of stuff. He's experienced other things recently with Benny Barber and stuff. So... He's just a straight shooter. He's going to demand what he wants from his team. Uh, Paul Gallon will, you know, have one more year, so I guess they'll use that as something to feed off and uh, get crowds down to Cronulla. Not that they'll have any trouble with sponsorship or anything, but that will be sort of a swan song, you know. Like you can use little things like that after you win the comp to really get your team up week mm-hmm. after week. Mm-hmm. Okay, and mate, uh, so other sports you want to w- 
watch, and one of them is you love the Western Sydney Wanderers. Yep. And one of your favourite players for the Western Sydney Wanderers is? Mitch Nichols. He's coming up very shortly on the Rush Hour here, thanks to Lendy Home Loans on Triple M. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Lendy. Looking for a better home loan? Compare in seconds and apply online at lendy.com.au. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. Maroon and Sowie in the chair today, thanks to Lendy Home Loans. Well, the A-League, one of the fastest growing sports in Australia. You love the A-League, Sowie. I not only love the A-League, Maroon, I love the Western Sydney Wanderers. And you are an ambassador? Thank you for reminding me. Which you'll be able to use a bit of the uh, corporate hospitality this season now that your NRL career is well and truly over. Mitch Nichols from the Western Sydney Wanderers is on the line. Welcome to the Rush Hour, old mate. Thanks, guys. How's it going? Fantastic. Can I start with the obvious question? Why one win this season? Oh, mate. I knew the answer to that. Um, <laughs> that it's been, uh, you know, the effort and everything's been there. just been the little margins um, you know we're coming up short the the game on the weekend we had our chances and Melbourne punished us with what they had yeah Mitch it's Sowie mate I uh, hope all is well look you've had a, obviously a good draw over in Perth that was a tough trip you come away with a point there but you, like you said you're missing chances is one eye on the Champions League and sort of getting ready for that tough part of the season no we don't even spoke about that um, that's I think that kicks off in February so you know we've been focused on doing well in the league and Obviously, uh, the results haven't been there, but we're not being far off. We just really got to put 90 minutes together, and uh, and you know we got got a good chance on Friday at home against Melbourne City, and you know we do owe our fans, especially after the derby and and the last few games that we've had at home. Yeah, and he spoke about Melbourne City coming to Sydney on Friday. Tim Cahill obviously headlines that star act down there. What can we expect from, from the Wanderers going forward? Can we expect you obviously finishing off more chances or a bit more physical? What do you think needs to change for the Wanderers to start winning? Yeah, we've got to match up physical. Um, you know, they've gone out there a few games in Melbourne and, um, you know, they've, they've exerted themselves. So, you know, we're going to have to match that and, and really we're at home. So we're going to be on the front foot and, and we are creating chances. Um, you know, I had a couple last last home games that I could have put away. So it's, it's about us finishing off that good work that uh, that we're doing. Man, it's amazing how the Western Sydney Wanderers how they stormed onto the A League scene and were an instant success. And really, the atmosphere created around Parramatta Stadium. Um, and do you think that? You guys are now so ingrained into Parramatta Stadium that without that home base, that's going to affect things? Yeah, look, that's, uh, you know, that's been a challenge this year so far. And um, it's something that we're going to, you know, like if we if we win at home, it's other teams aren't going to want to come. So, you know, it is a strange feeling out of spotless. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really up to us to, to get the results and, and, and make it into a fortress because... Um, you know, you can't really replicate uh, Parramatta Stadium. You know, that was a tremendous place to play football. When do you actually go back to Paris Stadium? It's oh. called Wonderland, mate. We call it probably, us Western I'll Sydney Wanderers call it Wonderland. <laughs> oh, well, I'll be retired. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he, how long have you been retired for? Two weeks? A uh, week and a half, mate. <laughs> oh, mate. Well done on the, you know, the career. Come on, mate. We'll have to catch up and celebrate properly with the over lunch. <laughs> Obviously, you're still in season, Mitch. But uh, yeah. talk to us about the the season. Like, where can we expect the Wanderers to finish? Obviously, you're on the finals, but you do have a, a schedule coming up with the the Champions League. Is the squad deep enough? You think to be able to make the finals and also succeed in the Champions League? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, we we had a, a really good preseason, so. Um, obviously, the first six games haven't gone to our liking, but 
you know, it's about us getting those wins and getting back on track and, and believing in, in what in what we're about and and then when the Champions League rolls around we got you know, we got a lot of players that are pushing for sports at the moment. So, you know, we've got a deep squad and it'll just be up to the boss to um, you know, keep everyone uh fit and um and rotate the team because it is very difficult with that travel with the Champions League. Good on you, Mitch Nichols, from the Western Sydney Wanderers, mate. Thanks so much for joining us on the Rush Hour. Thanks, guys. There he goes, uh, Western Sydney Wanderers. Look, what about you, Sally? Could the Wanderland, big ambassador for the Wanderers. Oh, oh, mate, and I can just see you in the corporate box there eating party pies, drinking Crown Lager, giving advice to poor A-League players when you've never played a game in your life. Well, now you know how it feels. You've been giving advice to rugby league players and you've never played a game in your life. <laughs> Can't argue with that. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Lendy. Looking for a better home loan? Compare in seconds and apply online at lendy.com.au. Sports update. We Drive will drive you and your car home for as little as $30. Download the We Drive app today. And a sports update now. If you missed it earlier, Chairman of Selectors Rod Marsh has stood down effective immediately. Rod claims he wasn't pushed but felt there was a need for fresh blood in the role. After UFC star Conor McGregor's stunning win over the weekend, the comparisons to boxing great Floyd Mayweather begun. When asked about the comparisons, Floyd had this to say. If you say he's the Floyd Mayweather of the MMA, I'm trying to find out. Have you ever made $300 million in one night? Have you ever made $100 million in one night? Have you ever made $70 million in one night? So, uh, but never compare Conor McGregor to me. That's a total disrespect. Well, what, yeah. I mean, once again, um, I'm an elephant. Elephant don't beef with ants. You know, elephant is so large, he don't even see ants. See, if you're going to be that up yourself, you've got to be a good bluer, don't you think, Sowie? 300 million in one night. You can say whatever you want to say. 49 and 0. They're both great athletes. I think the comparison was they know how to make money. $300 million in one night? Yeah. Yeah, Dinkin, that is a lot of coin, isn't it? Uh, in rugby league news, rumours continue to swirl that Cowboys prodigy Kalen Ponga will head to the Knights on a big money deal. Apparently, uh, five years for Kalen Ponga at the Knights and I'm hearing in the vicinity of about $3 million. This is not, None of this has no. been, uh, um, you know, this is all just sort of... Uh, rumour, innuendo. innuendo. at the moment. But the Knights did clear the deck on a number of players last year, didn't they, in order to maybe approach some talent and looking to the future, he's going to be a great player, Kalen Ponga. He's going to be a fantastic player, but I guess he's got to decide whether he wants the cash this early on and to go... I mean, if you be honest, Newcastle's not winning a comp in the next five years. Well, I mean, okay, well... Do you, do you see Newcastle winning in the next five years? Look, do you I, see him making the eight in the next two I, could, I can see him making the eight in the next three years. I mean, you, you get a player in like that, you get an old head there, you get a good six and a good seven and a good nine, all of a sudden... Well, that's I, easy to I say. Mean, Every club wants a good seven, six well, and nine and an old head. I, I know, but that's not that hard to do. I mean, if you look at the that Rabbitohs side of 2006, they won three games and the Rabbitohs side of 2007 made the eight. But name a good seven, six, and nine that you'd have that's on the market that you can get to Newcastle. Okay, well, but that's r- the problem. Right I, now I agree I with you, but yeah. you can't because what Newcastle have built within okay. a little bit, yeah. they've okay. cleared the decks. Mm. Are they going to risk clearing the decks for this young, you know, superstar when he's played two or three games? But if you take the attitude, Sally, that these players aren't going to come on the market, then the Gold Coast Titans wouldn't have got. Uh, 
Geordie Peach's young bloke. They wouldn't have got Jared Hayne. They wouldn't have got... They got Jared Hayne and Nathan Peach through the misfortune of Parramatta's But who's to say cap? someone else's... You just don't know. You don't know, but what I'm saying is, are they going to clear the decks for Ponga to come in on that amount of money when he's only played two games? Right, okay. You've been come on this show for one hour. You've insulted me three times. Tell us about how you got engaged and you're getting married again. Uh, yeah, I got engaged. Thanks, Maroon. Yeah, go uh, on, tell us. Tell us t- I did it in front of her family pants, and my yep. family mm-hmm. uh, before we went away because the ring was needed to be insured. But, um, yeah, I also organised to do it in the middle of the Boston Celtics home court, which is TD mm-hmm. Garden. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the NBA fans will be impressed with that. But, look, I love her very much and uh, very happy. Hey, mate, it's so great to hear you back on the M's and no doubt we'll be hearing more of you in the course of the 2017 NRL season and uh, we'll get you on deck, I suppose, to call a couple of games. Mate, always a pleasure to see you. Thanks very much and I uh, hope the audition for the future work went well. <laughs> Jamie Sauer joins us tonight on the uh, Rush Hour at Triple M. Of course, it's all thanks to Lendy Home Loans. Uh, get a home loan online, lendy.com.au. This has been the Rush Hour. We'll see you again tomorrow night on Triple M. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Lendy. Looking for a better home loan? Compare in seconds and apply online at lendy.com.au.